Hi there, and welcome to Championship Sunday, presented by the Saltwire Network. We are live at Stanfield's Field in beautiful Toronto, Nova Scotia. And the championship game, it's an all-HRM affair as the Dartmouth Arrows take on the Halifax Mets. Both of these teams playing earlier. Dartmouth taking care of business against the Hammonds Plains A's. They won that game 14-8. And then in a real nail-biter, the hometown favorites, the Truro Bearcats, they took a lead late off of a two-run home run. But Halifax answered with three of their own and held on for an 8-6 victory over the Truro Bearcats. So it is Dartmouth and Halifax in the final. And earlier I had a chance to speak with Paul Warden. Paul's the tournament chair for this event, and I had a chance to speak with Paul and get his thoughts on this weekend. Paul, we're just moments away from the championship game between the Dartmouth Arrows and the Halifax Mets. What's it, what's it been like this last couple of days with this tournament? Yeah, it's been a really exciting uh, experience for everybody here in Truro, and I think for the, the six teams involved, uh, Friday with the with the potential rainout, the reorganization of things, we just saw so many great uh, uh, athletes and coaches uh, just shift on the fly and make sure that we could get this tournament in and be playing this championship match at this time on Sunday. So it's it's been just spectacular to see everybody come together and ensure that we've gotten in a great weekend of championship play for these uh, amazing young athletes. And we'll just go back to Friday for a minute because uh, the weather was looking pretty dicey there for a while. How closely were you watching the weather and the radar leading up to Friday? Yeah, it was it was pretty insane. So we started tracking long-range forecasts about two and a half weeks ago. And uh, at that time, things were, were just um, fine. But uh, the, the weather being pushed up by the potential hurricanes that uh, we may even receive tonight started to shift the, the, the weather patterns. Uh, all day Friday was just a... Uh, a watch and see kind of thing but um, we got ahead of things we got the field tarped and so that that enabled us to uh, pull up a little later in the afternoon than we expected and uh, really it's, it comes down to the the team's willingness to to get into play and and things worked out and you did squeeze all the games in and I guess with everything that goes on in a tournament like this with potential weather delays and everything else maybe just a word about the volunteers and what they've meant to being able to execute this last couple of days in Toronto. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I mean, the, the big team of uh, moms and dads and other supporters who came together to volunteer to ensure that this tournament uh, was pulled off as, as well as it was, uh, they're inspiring in a lot of different ways. They, they've shown uh, support for their, for their kids, for five other teams and all the spectators and, and for the town of Truro, and, and we can't say enough good things about them. I know that in uh, the official capacity of tournament chair, you're busy. you got lots going on. But you also have a son that was playing on the Truro Bearcats, also Paul Warden. How difficult was it to uh, keep the tournament chair hat on and keep the dad hat off? Yeah, it seemed impossible sometimes. Uh, um, more than once here from the press box, I, I thought the umpires uh, did a spectacular job, but uh, they were closer to the play than I was, so I know that they were right and my, my view was wrong. Uh, it's, it's always a challenge to be uh, a father who uh, is rooting and uh, be a neutral party at the same time. Well, I think that's an excellent answer as the tournament chair slash dad. Uh, final thing for you, Paul, before we wrap up here. You know, I was talking to you before we started recording this, is that it's not that long ago with COVID and the restrictions and lockdown that I think a lot of people wondered about events in particular, but certainly sports parents and athletes wondered when they'd be able to come out and witness an event like this and be fans in the stands and watch uh, young people play the sport that they love. What's the last couple of days meant to you in the town of Truro? 
Yeah, I think, Scott, if I could just back up even just a, a moment in, in history from there and just say, uh, when you look at Brandon's team at Baseball Nova Scotia to put together a comprehensive return to play strategy for us that that got us on the field to start um, that, that led us into a comp competitive phase and that enabled us to then get into this environment uh, as a dad as a spectator as a as a promoter of sport in my own right you can't say uh, enough positive about Baseball Nova Scotia and what they've managed to accomplish for our kids this summer. Um, not just in our bracket, but in every age group and, and on both the, both spectrums. Uh, the, the girls' game is, is growing exponentially, and it's just marvelous. Um, I, I just want to say that it, it's been an exciting year um, for, for so many of these kids. Uh, baseball and the teams they're a part of is about so much more than um, hitting a baseball. It, it's about developing friendships and, and kinships that potentially can last for a lifetime. I know we've got the exciting championship game coming up in just a little bit between the Dartmouth Arrows and the Halifax Mets, but I do want to say in closing as well that uh, the Truro Bearcats uh, played extremely well and uh, did the town of Truro and the area really proud with their play. Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. Uh, we're just glad we could uh, host this tournament, and we're looking forward to opportunities to do the same as these kids continue to age and, and mature in the sport. Thanks very much. That is Paul Warden. He's the tournament chair of this 13U AAA Baseball Championship. We'll step aside for a minute. Just around the corner, we're going to have first pitch of the championship game. It's the Dartmouth Arrows and the Halifax Mets. You're listening to 13U AAA Baseball Championships presented by the Saltwire Network. We'll be back. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Welcome back to Stanfield Field in Truro, Nova Scotia. Just moments away from first pitch in this championship game. But again, the teams have been introduced. They've headed to their respective dugouts. And we are just moments away from first pitch for this baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Provincial Championship game. Should be a dandy. It is an absolutely gorgeous day here in beautiful Truro, Nova Scotia, the hub of Nova Scotia. And just off to my left, if you were able to see it, I'll see if I can paint a picture for you, a beautiful tree line and the train tracks. You wouldn't be in Truro if you weren't close to train tracks at some point in the day. We may even have a train go by during our championship game today, who knows? And our umpires for today's contest, home plate would be Matt Hingley. And the rounding out the three-man crew in the infield outfield will have Dustin Whidden and Max Ashton. The Halifax Mets getting ready to bat here. They will be the visitors. The Dartmouth Arrows, based on their outstanding record through the round robin, are the number one seed. And as mentioned earlier today in the semifinal, they defeated the Hammonds Plains A's by a score of 14 to 8. So Dartmouth will be looking to take that number one seed and ride it all the way to a provincial championship. But if there's one thing I know from checking out this Halifax Mets team's a couple of games this weekend, never count them out if they're down. They have a way of getting timely hits and some good pitching when they need it. 
So it should be a dandy affair here in Toronto, Nova Scotia this afternoon. Glad to have you with us. This broadcast presented by the Saltwire Network. Encourage you to check out all of the great content on saltwire.com. Not only written articles, but video and podcast as well. And we're just about set to go. Leading off for Halifax, top of the first inning, the center fielder, number seven, Logan Truin. On the mound for Dartmouth, Keegan LeBlanc. Keegan, a right-hander, wears number 56, goes into the windup. And the first pitch of this championship game is a little high and outside. Ball one, we're underway. Lead-off batter for the Halifax Mets, their center fielder, Logan Truin. The 1-0 count, and a good hack. Just gets a piece of it, sends it foul straight back and sent a couple of spectators ducking for their lives. Just underway, glad to have you with us here on a sunny Sunday afternoon. 26 degrees Celsius, feels like 30, low humidity and very light winds, kind of blowing left to right, but really nothing to speak of wind-wise. And again, just a beautiful high sunny sky, just a few clouds around. Shouldn't bother the outfielders or infielders too much. And again, Truen with the big hack sends it straight back foul. So we are off and running here in this all HRM Provincial Championship game. Two and two the count as LeBlanc into his windup one more time. That's low and outside. That'll run the count full at three and two. Would be great for Halifax to get their leadoff man here in the top of the first. Love to get him on base and then let the rest of the order go to work. Chopper towards short. Couple of hops handled nicely over to first in time. And Truen bounces out six to three. So one out here in inning number one. Next batter for Halifax, the first baseman, number 24, Owen McGilvery. First baseman Owen McGilvery will dig in now. He bats from the right side. Wears number 24 in those sharp-looking orange crush color jerseys with the gray pants and blue trim for the Halifax Mets. And for the Dartmouth Arrows, they are wearing blue shirts, blue jerseys with white and red trim. Grayish pants, although after a couple of days of a tournament like this, it's hard to know if the white pants were gray or if the gray pants are a little more gray. And a big cut there as McGilvery just a little late on that fastball from LeBlanc sends it foul off to the left, to, excuse me, to the right. McGilvery steps back, takes a couple of practice swings to get back in the rhythm here. And LeBlanc into the windup, and that's the ball. One ball, two strikes to the batter Owen McGilvery, the first baseman for the Halifax Mets. And a nice swing, but right at the first baseman and lumbering over to grab that was Emery Hickman. The big first baseman snags that for out number two. Now batting for Halifax, the shortstop, number 10, Jordan Rittenberg. So the first two batters retired here by the Dartmouth starting pitcher Keegan LeBlanc. The number three hitter in the Halifax lineup, Jordan Rittenberg, their shortstop, will look to keep the inning going here. And takes just low for ball one. Keegan LeBlanc on the mound, takes a little step back, 
Takes the ball cap off for a minute, mops the brow, goes into the windup. Chopper towards second. Great snag by the second baseman. He took it off a sharp hop right in front of him. Gets it over to the first baseman. That's a lovely play right there by Jay Sevens as he took that on the second hop. It bounced up high, but he had no problem grabbing that and getting it over to first for the 4-3 putout. So the Halifax Mets gone in order. Top of the order coming up for Dartmouth in the bottom of the first. We'll be back. For Halifax, top of the first inning. No runs, no hits. Context and understanding requires the full story. Get it in The Guardian and online at saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Telegram, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Back with you in Toronto, Nova Scotia. It's the championship game for baseball in Nova Scotia's 13U AAA championship. The Dartmouth Arrows, the number one seed, taking on the number two seed, Halifax Mets. Halifax retired in order in the first inning, and Dartmouth coming to bat here in the bottom of the first. They'll have, obviously, the top of the order up, Jace Evans, Keegan LeBlanc, and Matt McIntosh. On the mound for the Halifax Mets, number 20, Oliver Nadeau. Nadeau, lefty, with a three-quarter arm delivery, taking the last of his warm-up pitches here. Always interesting when you see a southpaw toe the rubber in this level of ball. You're not sure often how used the batters are to facing a left-hander. It is a different look, and even major leaguers will tell you no matter how seasoned they are, there's just something different about the ball coming out of a southpaw delivery. Nadeau again, taking his last couple of warm-ups here. Mentioned off the top, these two teams played earlier today. Dartmouth defeating Hammond's Plains A's 14-8. And Halifax, a tight one over the home side Truro Bearcats, 8-6. Leading off for Dartmouth, the bottom of the first inning. The second baseman, number 59, Jace Evans. So Evans bats from the left side, gets ready to step into the box. So it'll be lefty on lefty here as Dartmouth bats in their half of the first inning. Both of these teams, no stranger to offensive baseball and putting runs on the board. Crooked numbers galore for both of these teams throughout this weekend event. First pitch taken inside for a ball. And the lefty into his windup one more time. Bit of a deliberate windup by the left-hander. And that's chopped right at the dirt. Right back to the pitcher. And no problem getting it over as Nadeau fires it across to the first baseman McGilvery for the first out in the bottom of the first. So, 1-3 ground out. The pitcher, number 56, Keegan LeBlanc. Great to have the game announcer sitting right next to me. He can pick up a lot of what he's saying, doing some of my job for me. I love it. So the pitcher, Keegan LeBlanc, bats from the right side, and that pitch 
causes LeBlanc to have to duck out of the way as it was inside and just over the top of his head. That's why they wear those double ear flap batting helmets, folks. Can never be too careful. Got to protect that melon. Nadeau, again, deliberate, sets to the chest. Bounces that into the dirt outside. And another ball. Nadeau trying to find his rhythm here and find the strike zone. Even though these two teams played earlier, you know that there's going to be some nerves, some butterflies. Try to settle themselves down here in this championship game. Just catching the outside part of the black. And strike one. Two balls, one strike. The count to the batter, Keegan LeBlanc. Again, LeBlanc batting from that right side. Two balls, one strike. Nadeau into the windup. Swing and a miss. Some heat low on the outside from the lefty. Evens up the count now at two and two. Just underway here in this championship game from Tro. Scott Squire is with you. Glad to have you with us. This audio broadcast being presented by the Saltwire Network. You can visit Saltwire online by going to saltwire.com. Two balls, two strikes. The count to LeBlanc. Took something off that one, did Nadeau. And it's outside. That'll take the count full. Three balls, two strikes. LeBlanc, bat on shoulder here, gets set. Full count pitch here as Nadeau sets to the chest, into the windup. And that is struck going into shallow right field, and it will bounce in between the second baseman and the right fielder in no man's land. So a seeing-eye single right there for LeBlanc, and he reaches base. Now batting for Dartmouth, the shortstop, number 67, Noah McIntosh. So with our first base runner of the game, that'll bring the number three hitter for Dartmouth to the plate. It's their shortstop, Noah McIntosh, McIntosh wears 67 for the Dartmouth Arrows. Bats from the right side. He gets ready now to bat with a runner on first. And he'll wait for the first pitch from the left-hander Nadeau. McIntosh hopped back a little bit, but it does catch the inside of the plate for a strike, 0-1. Short leadoff first base by Keegan LeBlanc. Nadeau quickly checks the runner. He'll fire over now. Diving back to the base safely is LeBlanc. Both these teams, they'll run if given the opportunity, so not surprising to see Nadeau keep a close eye on the base runner, even though we're in the early stages here and there's no score. This could be one of those games where one simple play, one single run could be the difference, and jumping all over that inside pitch was McIntosh, but he sends it well foul over the fence down the left field side. Just a bit early on that pitch was McIntosh. McIntosh steps out now, resets himself before he gets back into the box. Nadeau again peeks over at the runner, takes a second look, decides to come home with it, and perhaps a little preoccupied by the runner at first is the left lead Nadeau as that pitch is to the outside. 
McIntosh checking down to the first base coach, excuse me, third base coach to get the signs. LeBlanc has his leadoff first for Dartmouth. And Nadeau into the windup again. Chopped down to third underneath the glove of the third baseman. That's going to go all the way deep into left field. That's going to allow the lead runner, LeBlanc, safe at first. It was a close play. Good job to get the ball in from left field. It went almost all the way to the fence and left. But a quick relay in, and they almost had the runner, LeBlanc, third. But he does slide in safely. And getting into second is Noah McIntosh. Now batting for Dartmouth, the third baseman, number 10, Jackson George. So a double for McIntosh. LeBlanc slides safely into third. So runners on second and third here. One out for the cleanup hitter, Jackson George. That pitch from Nadeau goes all the way to the fence, but not a whole lot of territory behind the catcher and the fencing. So even if a pitch gets away, not a whole lot of opportunity for a runner on third to perhaps scamper home. Especially in that case where the ball took a clean bounce off the fence and went right back to the catcher. Swing and a miss. Good pitch. Low and outside. And swinging over top of it was Jackson George. George, the third baseman, wearing number 10. Bats from the right side for these Dartmouth arrows. 1-1 the count. One away here. Halifax retired the leadoff man on a ground out to the pitcher, but since have seen the second and third batters reach, ground out to third, and they decide to throw over to try to get that runner going to first, not in time, and the lead runner, LeBlanc, scores the first run of the game, McIntosh advances to third, and Jackson George finds himself on first with an infield single. So Dartmouth on the board first in this championship game. Now batting for Dartmouth, the left fielder, number 77, Luke O'Connell. So that'll bring the number five hitter in the lineup, left fielder Luke O'Connell. Another right-handed batter for the Dartmouth Arrows, O'Connell, wearing 77. He has runners on the corner. And that runner on first. Jackson George takes off and scampers into second. He gets the stolen base. The throw down wasn't a bad one from the catcher, Peyton Creelman, but just not in time. So make that runners on second and third now. O'Connell waits the pitch from Nadeau, and that was low, and golfing at that ball was O'Connell, and hacks it foul sharply off to the right. Keegan LeBlanc at third. Excuse me, Keegan LeBlanc scored. It's Noah McIntosh at third, Jackson George at second, and Luke O'Connell batting here with one out in the bottom of the first. Dartmouth Arrows on the board and leading 1-0. Nadeau with the pitch. Again, just underneath it was O'Connell fouling it straight back over the cage behind. So Nadeau finding this first inning perhaps to be a little longer than he would like, especially after getting that first batter to bounce back to him and had the easy throw over to first. Here's the pitch from Nadeau. And the catcher framing it just for an extra second. 
see if he could persuade the home plate umpire make the call, but none coming. So it's one ball, two strikes to the batter, O'Connell. Luke's brother Connor waiting on deck here to see what happens. And that ball just gets away from the catcher and it squibs off to the left and not wasting any time getting on his horse and galloping home is Noah McIntosh with the second Dartmouth run of the game. So the arrow's now up 2-0 on the wild pitch. Although I guess I should defer to our official score to see whether that's a pass ball or a wild pitch. There it is. Pays dividends having the official score right next to it. We'll give that a pass ball. So E2 allows the run to score. And also advancing to third base was Jackson, Jackson George. So Luke O'Connell finds himself with a runner on third and still just the one out. Big cut there, just fouling it off, and it bounces off the catcher. Creelman's okay as he goes and retrieves the ball. He'll toss that back to his pitcher, Oliver Nadeau. Something else to keep in mind as well, at this level, you do have to keep an eye on pitch counts. There is an 85 total pitch count for the weekend event. So again, sometimes pitching changes are dictated by the pitch counts for these young pitchers, and it's something that the managers and coaches really have to keep a close eye on. Sometimes you're forced to make a pitching change even when you don't want to. So a good long at bat here for Luke O'Connell as he's really making Nadeau work. So again, Nadeau the lefty, O'Connell the righty. Couple of runs already in here. And call strike three and Luke O'Connell frozen. Not happy about the call, but the emphatic third strike call from the home plate umpire. And a strike at a big one for Nadeau. The catcher, number 17, Connor O'Connell. So the left fielder, Luke O'Connell, goes down looking. Two away here now in the bottom of the first inning. And Luke's brother, Connor, the catcher, will bat. Connor wears 17 for the Dartmouth Arrows. Bats from the right side. He's got one on and two away here in the bottom of the first inning. Two runs already across for the Arrows. They lead 2-0 here, bottom of the first. Nadeau into the windup with that high knee kick. And again, you see the catcher, Creelman, just freezing that pitch, hoping to get the call, but not fooling the home plate umpire. I've always wondered whether you, when you see catchers do that, you know, they freeze the pitch, or they zip that glove up just a little if it's low, how much that really does play into... What happens, and that is a hard shot into right field, a laser beam off the bat of O'Connell, and it gets just over the outstretched glove of the wild, of the right fielder, Luke Lazaretto. So just a line shot. I mean, that was off like a cannon, and not a whole lot the right fielder could do. It was straight at him and just over the outstretched glove for the double. So, meeting on the mound here as the catcher, Creelman, goes out with the coach from the Halifax Mets to have a quick chat, making sure that Nadeau is feeling okay and to let him know that he's all right, he can get through this. 
Batting for Dartmouth, number 52, Jack Butler. So Jack Butler now steps in. He bats from the left side. So another lefty-on-lefty matchup here. And just leaning off of second base was O'Connell, Connor O'Connell. And spinning, trying to pick him off was Nadeau. They almost got him. But scrambling back to the bag was O'Connell safe. So he'll remain out there at second base for Jack Butler. Again, Butler wears 52. For Dartmouth, batting from the left side, Nadeau a lefty, so lefty on lefty matchup here. And that's just popped foul behind home plate. So a strike to the batter. Three runs across here in the bottom of the first inning for the Dartmouth Arrows, so a very good start to this ball game for the lads from Dartmouth. They lead it 3-0. Seven-inning game in this championship final. Seven-inning games all weekend long at this 13U. Triple A baseball championship. Should Butler reach base? Eric McDonald awaits. Swing and a miss. A hefty cut, but couldn't catch up to the fastball from Nadeau. 0 and 2 the count. Nadeau would dearly love a strikeout here to get out of this inning and allow his mates to come to bat. And that finds the hole between third and short. Picked up by the left fielder, thrown back in. But again, hit him where they ain't, and that's exactly the case there as Butler found the hole between third and short. Well, batting for Dartmouth, number 33, Eric McDonald. So the single from Butler advances O'Connell to third. So runners on the corners now for number 33, Eric McDonald. McDonald. Diminutive in stature, bats from the right side. And Nadeau now into the windup, stares over at that runner at first. Big cut, but he misses it, and swinging through that ball was McDonald. So Nadeau gets ahead in the count, no balls, one strike. 3 nothing here, bottom of the first inning, Dartmouth Arrow still batting and leading. Nadeau... Deliberately now looking in, trying to get the sign from his catcher, Creelman. Nadeau head on a swivel, checking over to first, looking into home. That's popped high into the air and getting a beat on it and just falling on the other side of the fence as trying to get a beat on it was Benetio, uh, third baseman, wearing 21 for the Mets. Got over there quickly, had a look, but it just fell to the other side of the fence and couldn't quite get the glove extended. So it ends up being a foul ball strike. Again, Eric McDonald checking down to his coach, getting the signs. Runners on the corners. Connor O'Connell at third, Jack Butler at first. Michaud again, quick peek over. Checking on Butler, the runner at first base. Pitch is in, and that's lifted high into the air, galloping back. It's going to be over the head of the left fielder. Trying to track it there was Kingston States. Couldn't catch up to it. A run will score, and it's a double off the bat of Eric McDonald as he got a hold of that one and sent it over the head of the left fielder, and that ball went almost all the way to the fence. 
So another run comes across. So the first baseman, Emery Hickman, wearing 74 for the arrows, batting from the right side. He'll dig into the batter's box here with two of his teammates. And that is absolutely crushed. My, oh my, get a GPS tracker on that ball as that was set deep over the fence in left center field. And I believe that might have even cleared the banner for the tournament that's out there in left. Oh my. To say that the batter, Emery Hickman, got every bit of his arms, legs, chest, you name it, into that swing would be an understatement. That, my friends, is what you call a no-doubter. That ball had barely left the bat when I knew that that was gone. A massive, massive home run for Emery Hickman, a three-run blast to extend this lead even further for the Dartmouth Arrows. Oh, my. The crowd here at Stanfield's Ballfield still buzzing about that one. I'd say it's about 245, 250 to left center, and that ball had every bit of that and more. So Tyler Daniels now steps in with the bases empty, Two away, but a very big inning here for the Dartmouth Arrows. Seven runs across. They lead it 7-0. What a start to this championship final for the Dartmouth Arrows. Sweet sassy molassie there hitting good. Swing and a miss. As you can tell, the body language from the dough, you got a feel for the young man. Listen, a great start to the inning as he got the leadoff man, Jace Evans, to ground out. 1-3, but since then, it's really been the Dartmouth Arrows with their hitting shoes on. And that rolled slowly down to first base, picked up there after a bit of a, bit of a bottle, bobble, excuse me, but it's held on to by Owen McGilvery, and the inning is over. But my, oh my, a big inning it was as the Dartmouth Arrows push. Let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six... Seven. At the bottom of the seventh inning, bottom of the first inning, they scored seven runs on six hits with one Halifax error and no runners left on base. So the score after one completed inning, Dartmouth arrows seven, Halifax Mets, no score. I initially said eight, it is indeed seven, but however you slice it though, it's a converted touchdown for the Dartmouth arrows in the bottom of the first. They lead seven nothing. You're listening to the 13U AAA Baseball Nova Scotia Provincials from Troy, Nova Scotia, presented by the Saltwire Network. We'll be back. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Telegram, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast Home for News, saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald. 
with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast Home for News, saltwire.com. Second inning, number 21. Dylan Welcome back Manero. to Stanfield's Field in Toronto, Nova Scotia. Scott Squire is with you. And this is the championship game for Baseball Nova Scotia's 13-year AAA championship game presented by the Saltwire Network. And what a first inning it was for the Darmaderos. They put seven on the board and have jumped out to a big 7-0 seven, lead after one inning. So we go to the top of the second for the Halifax Mets. They've got their three, four, and five hitters due up. So Dylan Bonadio wears number 21, bats from the left side. Would love to get on base here and just see if Halifax can get a little rally going and chip away at this lead. And if you're the pitcher for the Darmatheros, Keegan LeBlanc, well, you got to feel pretty comfortable on the mound in the second inning after your teammates and yourself staked your guys out to a seven-run lead. And a swing and a miss. From Benadio. So Dylan, third baseman, goes down swinging one away. Batting for Halifax. Second baseman, number 11, Clark Conrad. So second baseman, Clark Conrad, another left-handed batter, steps into the batter's box. And the pitcher, the righty into the windup. One hopper down to second base, handled easily. He'll toss over. And just like that, there's two away. So Clark bounces out, four to one, excuse me, four to three. So two up, two down here. Good start to this inning on the mound for Keegan LeBlanc. Keeping that pitch count down as well as number 56 in blue for Dartmouth. And that pitch swung on high into the air. And the left fielder and right fielder converge on it and the snow cone catch. Made out there in center field by Charlie Benigno. So a 1-2-3 inning. And in baseball, they tell you, if you put a big number on the board, you want to come out and shut down the offense for your opponent in the next half inning. That's exactly what Dartmouth did right there as Halifax goes in order. We'll step aside and be right back in just a moment. Journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news, saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news, saltwire.com. Welcome back to Truro, Nova Scotia for... This 
live broadcast of the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Baseball Championship. It's an all-HRM matchup as the Dartmouth Arrows, the home team, taking on the Halifax Mets. And an incredibly strong inning in the bottom of the first for the Dartmouth Arrows. They scored seven runs on six hits. There was one error from the Mets in that bottom of the first. But no matter how you slice it, seven runs pushed across by Dartmouth. And they're about to come to bat here in the bottom of the second with a 7-0 lead. In the bottom of the second inning, number 28, Jack Leslie. So in this bottom of the second inning, bottom part of the order for Dartmouth coming up. Jack Leslie leads it off from the left side, wearing number 28 for the Halifax Mets. Excuse me, the Dartmouth Arrows. And that, I think that pitch plunked the batter Leslie in the noggin. He taps his head a couple of times, runs down the first, smile on his face. So he's okay. And it has been a tough half-inning plus. So Charlie Benigno will bat here in the bottom of the second inning. Jack Leslie hit by pitch. He's down at first base. Benigno, the second batter here in the bottom of the second. Oliver Nadeau still on the mound for the Halifax Mets. And again, you can just tell from the body language of the pitcher that he is, he's hanging in there, but it's been a rough go. There's no question about it. But good on him for hanging in. That's popped high. The second baseman calls everybody off, and it goes just off the tip of his glove. Now, can they get the runner at second? They do. No infield fly rule in effect there. The second baseman drifted back. That was well up into the sun, and it is a very high, bright sun here today, so it may have played into uh, the eyesight just a bit of the second baseman, Conrad, or Clark, Clark Conrad. However, they do get the force at second base. And Benino reaches on a fielder's choice. Leslie forced out at second. And they thought they had the runner at first with the pickoff, but the throw went awry, and it goes into short right field all the way to the fence. And that allows Benino to hop on the horse and gallop over to third. So a potential pickoff at first ends up going awry for the Halifax Mets. And now Dartmouth has a runner at third base in scoring position as we go back to the top of the order for Jace Evans. Evans grounded out to the pitcher over to first in his only plate appearance, so he's 0 for 1. Bottom of the second inning, 7-0 for the Dartmouth Arrows in this championship game. Evans batting from the left side, again facing the left-hander Oliver Nadeau. Not sure what Nadeau's pitch count is, but you would think it's got to get up there. That was a very long bottom of the first for the young left-hander from Halifax. So he's getting close to the 40 pitch count, is Nadeau. And that is laced sharply into right field. They were shading him over toward left. And that ball goes all the way to the fence. One run is in. 
And the throw is into third base. It gets by the third baseman. But it will be a well-struck triple for Jace Evans. And another run comes across for the Dartmouth Arrows. They extend the lead now to eight. That ball was absolutely beautifully stroked into right field. And the right fielder was shading a little bit over towards center. The ball got by him, rolled all the way to the fence. And the right fielder did a great job, Luke Lazaretto, of tracking that ball and getting the throw into the relay. And there was a close play at third. But to no avail, as sliding in safely was J7. So a pitching change here. We'll step aside, take a quick break. You're listening to the 13U AAA Baseball Championships presented by the Saltwire Network. We'll be back. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast Home for News, saltwire.com. So another run across here for the Dartmouth Arrows in the bottom of the second inning. A triple for Jace Evans drives in a run as Benigno came across to score run number eight for Dartmouth. So down at third base is Jay Sevens. Due up is the number two hitter in the lineup, Keegan LeBlanc. LeBlanc singled and scored in his only plate appearance at the bottom of the first. So the pitcher taking his final warm-ups here. Now pitching for Halifax, number three, Chan Wu Ro. Batting for Dartmouth, number 56, Keegan LeBlanc. So Chan Wu Ro wears number three for the Halifax Mets. He'll take the mound now in relief. A tough outing for Oliver Nadeau, but the young pitcher gave it all he had. And now from a lefty to a right-handed reliever. And that first pitch from the relief pitcher is inside for a ball. Eight nothing here in the bottom of the second inning of this championship game. Dartmouth Arrows comfortably in front in, at the moment, but still lots of baseball left to play. And that ball is low in the dirt. Two balls, no strikes. The count in favor of the batter, Keegan LeBlanc. Scott Squire is with you on a beautiful sunny afternoon here in Toronto, Nova Scotia. Glad to have you with us for the Saltwire Network's presentation of this championship game. And that pitch bounces into the dirt. So the relief pitcher not having much success finding the strike zone early on. And on that pitch to the backstop, all the way in to score is Jay Sevens with run number nine for the Dartmouth Arrows. I'll uh, tap my official score to my left to see what the ruling is on that. Wild pitch or a pass ball. And we're scoring that a wild pitch. 
to the pitcher, Chan Wu Ro. J7 scores on that wild pitch. <clears throat> Pardon me. And Keegan LeBlanc hits that sharply. Picked up on the third hop by the third baseman. A bit of a bobble. Throws over, not in time. So E5 on that one as that grounder, the second or third hop there, kind of ate up the third baseman as Benadio tried to get a glove on it but just couldn't. So, so everything seeming to go the way of the Dartmouth Arrows at this point early in the ball game. Chan Wu Ro leans in to get the sign from his catcher, Peyton Creelman. Quick peek over the left shoulder by the pitcher to check the runner at first, and it gets to the backstop and jogging into second base is Keegan LeBlanc. So a runner in scoring position now, just one away here in the bottom of the second inning. Rowe leans in, gloved arm on that left leg as he looks in for the sign. Fastball, low and outside. And that's three balls, no strikes to the batter. Noah McIntosh doubled and scored in his only plate appearance. So he's one for one with a run scored. Looking to reach base here. Keegan LeBlanc out at second. I must have read the home plate umpire's fingers wrong. I guess it was 2-0, not 3-0, as that pitch was a ball. So that should be three balls, no strikes right now. McIntosh calmly with the bat on his shoulder. The righty waits for the delivery, and it's inside. Good pitch for a strike. Let's see if that helps out Chan Wu Ro get a little more comfortable with the strike zone. Cleanup hitter Jackson George waits on deck. Again, Rowe leans in, peering at the catcher to get the sign. And there's the pitch, and that's fouled off the foot. That can't feel too good as the ball goes off the foot of Noah McIntosh. He'll walk that off, kind of gives the right leg a bit of a shakeout, but he'll be all right. Beautiful day here, but you got to believe out on the diamond, it's got to be pretty hot with the sun beating down on you wearing those ball hats or batting helmets. See the players from time to time kind of lift their cap and mop the brow. But again, can't complain too much. It's absolutely gorgeous baseball weather. 26 degrees Celsius, feels like 30, light wind. Good hack there by McIntosh. Fouls it straight back into the cage behind home plate. Chan Wu Ro battling back here. Looks to be a little more comfortable on the mound. Full count to the batter. Two runs in, one out here in the bottom of the second inning. Keegan LeBlanc now on third base after a couple of pitches went to the backstop. Here's the 3-2 offering. And that's lifted into left field. Left fielder charging. It's going to bounce right in front of him. That'll allow the run to score. Throw comes home not near enough in time. And with the throw coming home, that's going to allow McIntosh to take second easily. 
batting number 10, Jackson George. So no problem there for Keegan LeBlanc to score on that fly ball to left field that bounced just in front of the left fielder, Kingston States. States did a good job of charging that ball, but it got down too quickly. He grabbed it on the hop, throw came home, not in time to get the runner McIntosh, excuse me, LeBlanc, and McIntosh now heads over to third base. So again, station to station here for the Dartmouth Arrows in this second inning. A couple of runs already in. Three, exactly, and McIntosh now on third base. And it's the cleanup hitter, Jackson George. George reached on an infield single in the first and scored a run. Chan Wu Ro again, leaning in, almost like a statue as he tries to get that sign from his catcher. Jackson George stoically takes the pitch, bounces in the dirt for a ball. George taps the plate and readies for the pitch here from Chan Wu Ro. Halifax wanting to keep the damage at just three runs here. Nice job by Jackson taking that close pitch for a ball. Waiting on deck is Luke O'Connell. That ball bounces in the dirt for a ball. Again, Rowe looking in for the sign and the pitch. And George takes ball four, tosses the bat, and he'll jog down to first base with the base on balls. Now batting number 77, Luke O'Connell. So George has reached base in both of his times at bat. Infield single in the first, draws the walk here in the second. So that'll put runners on the corners with just one away. For the left fielder, Luke O'Connell. O'Connell, again, batting from the right side, struck out looking in his only plate appearance in the bottom of the first. Three runs across here so far for the Dartmouth Arrows, and uncontested down to second base goes Jackson George. Don't know if we'll call that a stolen base. I think that's just defensive indifference. Regardless, it puts both runners now in scoring position for the Dartmouth Arrows. Jackson George on second, Noah McIntosh on third for the batter, Luke O'Connell. Rowe with the pitch, fastball catches the outside for a strike. Nice pitch there from the reliever. Again, your umpiring crew today, Matt Hingley behind home plate, Dustin Whidden and Max Ashton taking care of umpiring in the field. Rowe again leaning in. Looking, shaking the catcher off a couple of times. Creelman can't give his pitcher a sign that he likes. Rowe has one now. And fires high over the head. And that causes Luke O'Connell to go diving down to the dirt. O'Connell picks himself up, dusts himself off. He'll get back into the batter's box. His brother Connor waiting on deck. Runners on second and third for Dartmouth here in the bottom of this second inning. Just the one out. Three runs already in. Big swing and a miss. 
And down for the second time on strikes is Luke O'Connell. He went down looking the first time, goes down swinging the second time. But Halifax doesn't care whether it's looking or swinging. They're just happy to get the out. Batting for Dartmouth, number 17, Connor O'Connell. <clears throat> so Luke O'Connell strikes out. Brother Connor will come to bat now with runners on second and third, two away. Connor doubled and scored in his only plate appearance in the first. Takes a swing at that one, chops it foul down the first base side. You're listening to Championship Baseball, presented by the Saltwire Network. I'm Scott Squires. It's the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Championship game and all HRM affair as the Dartmouth Arrows are taking on the Halifax Mets. And right now, Dartmouth having their way, currently leading 10-0, and that goes to the backstop. And coming home with run number 11 for Dartmouth is Noah McIntosh, and Jackson George will make his way to third. So wild pitch, charge to row. And there's been a couple of these runs to Dartmouth that have scored by way of either pass, ball, or wild pitch. So tough situation, but Dartmouth doesn't care. They'll take the runs any way they can get them. So Jackson George, the only runner on base, he stands down at third. Two away here for the batter, Connor O'Connell. A heavy amount of bug spray and SPF. I'm not sure what's being sprayed around the booth here, but you got to protect yourselves when you're in Toronto. Always lots of bugs floating around and a hot sun as well. So that takes care of the bottom of the second inning. Dartmouth, they're able to get four more across. Two complete. It's Dartmouth 11. Halifax no score. Mets coming to bat top of the third. We'll be back. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Guardian, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Welcome back to beautiful Toronto, Nova Scotia, the hub town of Nova Scotia. We are going into the top of the third inning of this baseball Nova Scotia 13U Provincial Championship. The Dartmouth Arrows, through their two innings, have scored 11 total runs and lead it 11-0. Leading off for Halifax, top of the third inning, number 20, Oliver Nadeau. In that bottom of the second for Dartmouth, they scored four runs on only two hits. 
There was one Halifax error, and Dartmouth left one runner on base. So work to do here for the Halifax Mets. They have gone in order, six up, six down, as the number seven hitter, Oliver Nadeau, steps in for his first plate appearance of the afternoon. And don't go anywhere. You might think, oh, it's 11-0, top of the third inning. Maybe I should go mow the lawn or do the dishes. Uh-uh. Keep this game on. The Halifax Mets were down big in a game yesterday to the Trail Bearcats and battled all the way back to win 15-14. And I mentioned it off the top of the broadcast. Both of these teams know how to hit around in the order, know how to put big numbers up. So, again, 11 nothing, a daunting number to say the least. But this Halifax Mets team, if they can get a couple of runners on base, get a couple of timely hits, they could change the complexion of this game right around. And Nadeau doing his best right now as he fells off that latest offering from the pitcher, Keegan LeBlanc. LeBlanc started this game for the Dartmouth Arrows, and as mentioned, he's gotten the first six in order. Trying to make it seven in a row here, and that pitch had some steam on it, but it is high for a ball. Nadeau batting from the left side, wearing number 20 for the Halifax Mets. Would dearly love to get a hit right here and get something going in this top of the third. Good cut, but sends it foul well over into the left field side of things. Over close to those train tracks that I mentioned earlier that just run to the left of us. We're very close to the bridge, if you're familiar with Truro at all. The bridge that connects Truro and Bible Hill that runs right over Salmon River. Very close to that, not far from the Stanfields factory as well. Truro, a beautiful city of about 14,000 plus. Now batting for Halifax, the catcher number 19, Peyton Creelman. Truro is the largest city population, excuse me, largest town population-wise in beautiful Nova Scotia. Of course, Halifax Regional Municipality and the Cape Breton Regional Municipality, the two largest urban areas, two largest cities. But from the perspective of a town, Truro, the largest of its kind, in beautiful Nova Scotia. And drawing the base on balls was Nadeau. So he's down at first base for Peyton Creelman. And Creelman puts back the ball high into the air and ranging over to make the play just onto the outfield grass is the shortstop for the Dartmouth Arrows, Noah McIntosh. Batting for Halifax, number three, Chan Wo so a high pop out to short for Peyton Creelman. So that records out number one for the Halifax Mets here, top three. Batting now is Chan Wu Ro, his first at bat of the game. Ro now filling the pitcher's shoes for the Halifax Mets as he came on in relief of Oliver Nadeau. There's the pitch swung on, kind of inside out at that ball. And again, ranging back into the outfield grass is the second baseman for the Dartmouth Arrows, and a nice play made there by Jace Evans for out number two. Now batting number 17, Luke Lazzaracco. So a couple of high pop-outs back-to-back for the Halifax Mets. And after getting the lead runner on by way of the base on balls, the Mets now find themselves with one on and two out. Nadeau still down at first base, and the batter is number 17, Luke Lazaretto. Lazaretto, again wearing those orange crushed jerseys for the Halifax Mets, batting from the left side. Takes that pitch right across the home plate for a strike. 
Top of the third inning. Arrows with the comfortable lead. The guys from Dartmouth leading it 11-0. Swing and a miss. And just like that, the Halifax Mets see their inning come to an end. Nadeau got on with a base on balls to lead the inning. But then Creelman and Rowe and then Lazaretto, one, two, three. Third inning. No runs on no hits. No Dartmouth arrows, errors, and one left on base. So after two and a half, the Dartmouth Arrows continue to lead this one. It's 11-0, and the Dartmouth Arrows, their starting pitcher, has uh, only faced one above the minimum through three innings. We'll step aside, take a quick break. You're listening to the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Championship Game, presented proudly by the Saltwire Network. We'll be back in just a moment. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Telegram, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast's home for news, saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Guardian, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast's home for news, saltwire.com. Back with you in Truro, Nova Scotia, heading to the bottom of the third inning in this baseball Nova Scotia 13-year AAA championship game between the Dartmouth Arrows and the Halifax Mets. And to this point, it has been all Dartmouth. They lead it 11-0 as they come to bat here in the bottom of the third. The number seven hitter in this order, Jack Butler, leads things off for Dartmouth. He singled and scored a run in his only plate appearance. He'll bat from the left side. And again, he's facing the relief pitcher, Chan Wu Ro. And that's hit sharply right back up through the box into center field. The bouncing ball single for Jack Butler. And again, Dartmouth gets a runner on base. Eric McDonald. In that last inning for Halifax. No runs, no hits, no errors, and they'd left one on base. So to this point, the Dartmouth Arrows are no hitting the Halifax Mets, and Dartmouth has faced just one batter above the minimum in that Halifax order. McDonald thought about it, holds back, takes a ball. Good bat control there by Eric McDonald to hold off on that. McDonald doubled. And scored a run for Dartmouth back in the first inning. Here's the pitch from Rowe. And a half offer again. Goes to the backstop. And they're going to appeal. And the first base umpire says that McDonald did indeed go around. So one ball, one strike the count to the batter Eric McDonald. Emery Hickman on deck for the Dartmouth Arrows. Here's the pitch from Rowe. Catches the outside bit of the black for a called strike. Nice pitch from Rowe. One, two, the count to McDonald. 
Swing and a miss going down, swinging as Rowe gets the strikeout. So that's a couple strikeouts now for the relief pitcher, Rowe. Now batting for Dartmouth, number 74, Emery Hickman. Well, here's the big man, the number nine hitter in this lineup, Emery Hickman, wearing number 74, the first baseman, bats from the right side. And if you were just joining us and you weren't here for his at-bat in the first inning, it is the atypical no-doubter. Soon as that bat touched ball, you knew it was gone. And I know you can't see the picture I'm looking at, but let me paint it for you. In left center field, it's about 250, 255. There's a fence, a sign, some trees, some grass, and a house. And rumor has it that the ball hit the house off the bat of Hickman. And uh, given the height and distance from that home run ball off the bat of Hickman in the first inning, I don't doubt for one second that that was probably around 300 feet, and the people who live in that house are probably looking for a dent in the siding. Hickman bats here with a runner on second in the name of Jack Butler and one away. Bit of a bat waggle. And reaches and swings at that one. It goes to the backstop. He's going to try and run down to first. And he gets in there. Don't let the girth of the young man fool you. He can motor down that line. And big number 74 for the Dartmouth Arrows does indeed. So he can do it with the bat. He can do it with the legs. And as that pitch went to the backstop after... He swung and missed. Hickman gets on down to first. So Butler now down at third base. Hickman at first. Runners on the corners for the batter, Tyler Daniels. Tyler grounded out to the pitcher in his only plate appearance. 0 for 1. Hickman takes off for second. No throw. They look to get the runner at third. Close play. They get him. They picked him off. So you had Hickman taking off for second base, but a very heads-up play by the catcher, Creelman, as he knew that he probably didn't have a chance at Hickman going into second, and he saw Butler scampering from third, rifles the ball down to third. The tag is laid on, and they pick off the runner at third base. Big play right there for the defense of the Halifax Mets. A pretty one indeed, and a good job by the catcher, Peyton Creelman. Meanwhile, back to the batter at the dish, Tyler Daniels. He just gets a piece of that one and fouls it straight back for a strike. So Butler caught stealing. That's the second out of this inning. Hickman now the only runner on base for the Dartmouth Arrows. He stands out at second base. Chan Wu Ro with the pitch. Inside, half swing, called strike. Good pitch as... It was tough early going for Rowe, but he certainly settled in and has been challenging that plate and hasn't been afraid to work the plate inside, outside, up and down. Two-strike pitch coming now from Rowe to the batter, Daniels. And that's low for a ball. Dartmouth coaching staff says good eye to the batter, Daniels. Two balls, two strikes now. Hickman still down there at second base. And Halifax looking for a clean inning here run-wise. They gave up seven in the first, four in the second. They'd love to put a zero on the board here for Dartmouth in this bottom of the third. Any little thing to give you some positivity, to give you a little momentum, and to feel a little good about yourself. And I'm sure 
If the Mets can put a zero on the board here for the arrows, that'll make them feel just a little bit better. And that pitch just catches the jersey of Tyler Daniels, so the hit-by-pitch will send Tyler down to first. Next batter, number 28, Jack Leslie. So Jack Leslie bats now. Runners on first and second for Leslie. Emery Hickman down at second. Tyler Daniels at first. Jack Leslie the batter. That goes to the backstop. Creelman tries to grab it, but not before both runners advance. So Hickman down to third. Daniels down to second. So both runners now in scoring position for the Dartmouth Arrows. And Jack Leslie, see what he might be able to do with this. Charlie Benigno waiting on deck. Should Leslie be able to keep this inning alive for Dartmouth? Chan Wu Ro with the pitch. Right down Broadway for a strike. Jack Leslie batting from the left side for the Dartmouth Arrows. Has an open stance. Takes that pitch for a ball. Both runners for Dartmouth very active off the bases, jumping around out there, trying to perhaps distract the pitcher road just a little bit if they can. But Rowe, stoic, looks in for the sign, comes set to the waistline. Swing and a miss, and Leslie right through that pitch. Strike number two. Again, Halifax would dearly love to put a zero on the board here in this bottom of the third. One ball, two strikes. Rowe with the pitch. And that's low, ball two. So Jack Leslie evening up the count now, two and two. Looks down to first base, getting the signals from his coach. Digs back in, a couple of waves of the bat. The lefty comes set in the box, and the righty row set to the belt. There's the pitch, just inside. Row freezes, can't believe it. You could tell from the body language, and if I could lip read, I think he might have been saying, what? Now batting number 66, Charlie Venero. So tough one there as Rowe battled hard but loses the batter, Leslie, on a base on balls. So that loads them up with the Dartmouth Arrows and the bottom of the order. Charlie Benigno bats, reached on a fielder's choice, scored a run. And that pitch is high for a ball. So bases full of arrows and Rowe trying to sling a shutout inning. Again, Rowe comes set to the belt. The righty delivers, and that pitch taken for a strike as Benigno didn't take the bat off his shoulder. Hickman at third, Daniels at second, Leslie at first. Those are your three Dartmouth Arrows runners here in this bottom of the third inning in this championship game, currently being led 11-0 by Dartmouth. Nice pitch, low, just catching the corner on the outside for a strike. Benigno seems content just to keep the bat on his shoulder here and see if he can perhaps get an RBI with a walk. Rowe comes set one more time. The righty delivers. Off-speed pitch. Lost the grip on that a little bit, and it floats high for a ball. 
Two balls, two strikes to the batter. Back to the top of the order if Benigno can reach. Jace Evans, the leadoff man in this Dartmouth lineup, awaits. And that is hit sharply to first. Nice play down there at first base as that ball was hit sharply off the bat of Benigno. But it's handled nicely by the first baseman and gobbled up. And the side is retired. So Halifax Mets do indeed. Well, they were close to giving up a run, but close only counts in horseshoes. No runs allowed. First time that's happened in this game. After three complete, Dartmouth leads 11-0. We'll be back. Bottom of the third inning, they scored. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Three innings complete here in Truro. It's the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Provincial Championship game presented by the Saltwire Network. I'm Scott Squires. It's the Dartmouth Arrows taking on the Halifax Mets in an all-Halifax Regional Municipality matchup. And through three complete, it's really been the Dartmouth offensive show as they scored seven in the first, four more in the second. Halifax did keep Dartmouth off the board in the third. So after three complete, Dartmouth 11, Halifax no score. Mets coming to bat here, top four. Halifax, top of the fourth inning, number eight, Matthew Brown. And if you'd like to know what kind of a pitching performance it's been so far for the Dartmouth pitcher Keegan LeBlanc, through three complete, he's faced one batter over the minimum, and he's only thrown 31 pitches through three innings. So it has been a great performance all the way around on the mound and defensively for the Dartmouth Arrows. And as I mentioned, offensively, well, it's been going pretty darn well for Dartmouth in that area. 11 runs in so far. Matthew Brown, the batter, his first plate appearance here in the top of the fourth inning. So again, Halifax went in order in the first. They went in order in the second. They got the leadoff man on base in the third off a of base on balls, but left him stranded. So again, through three innings, the pitcher, Keegan LeBlanc, has only faced one batter over the minimum. And again, in terms of overall pitch count, he's looking good coming into this fourth inning. That just allows so many more options for the Dartmouth coaching staff as well. That ball chopped slowly towards third, and it's bobbled off the glove of the third baseman. So perhaps this could be the little opening that Halifax needs to get something going. Again, very slow roller off the bat of Matthew Brown, and having to come in toward the ball was Jackson George, and that last hop just kind of ate him up. Number 15, Cohen Lang. So Brown reaches base. We're going to give E5 on that one. Oh, the official score being a little tougher in the booth. No, that, that's a fair call. So E5 allows Matthew Brown to reach. And again, 
The last man in this batting order, Cohen Lang, steps in to bat from the right side. First plate appearance for Lang. Keegan LeBlanc still dishing on the mound for the Dartmouth Arrows. Checks the runner at first. Goes into the windup. Called strike. So down at first base after that error is Matthew Brown. Lang the batter. And we'll go to the top of the order for Logan Truant after this. Another strike to the batter. Keegan LeBlanc just in the zone here. The righty has been firing on all cylinders for Dartmouth. And as I say that, he bounces that one in the dirt. It goes to the cage behind home plate, and that will allow Brown to get down to second base. So a wild pitch, charge to LeBlanc. Don't blame the announcer. No such thing as an announcer's curse, just saying. And he comes right back and paints the outside corner. And Cohen caught looking with the bat on his shoulder. And it's a strikeout for Keegan LeBlanc and the first out of the inning for the Halifax Mets. Now batting for Halifax, number seven, Logan Truin. Third strikeout on the afternoon for the right-hander LeBlanc. Back to the top of the order now for Halifax, Logan Truant. The center fielder grounded out to short in his only plate appearance back in the first inning. So this is the first time that the Mets have had the top of the order come to bat once again in this game. Sharp bouncing ball just underneath the glove of the shortstop as reaching for it there was Noah McIntosh. Just couldn't get a glove on it. And the ice has been broken as that bouncing ball gets underneath the glove of the shortstop. And that allows Matthew Brown to come all the way around. So the error to start this inning comes into cash. So Brown takes advantage of reaching base on that error. Scampers around for the first run of the game for the Halifax Mets. So something positive for them to build on here. They've got a run on the board. One less they've got to scrape away at. This is Owen McGilvery, first baseman. He lined out to first in his only plate appearance in the first inning. So he's 0 for 1, and he bats here with one out and one on. That pitch bounces in the dirt. And Truant all the way down to second base now, so he puts himself in scoring position for the batter, McGilvery. So Brown reached on the air, scored. Lang struck out looking. Truen with the single and then just advanced on the wild pitch. And that ball hit sharply, gobbles up the glove of the first baseman. Tough hop there as that ball hit very sharply. And that will allow the second Halifax run to come across and score. So McGilvery, great hack at that ball. Very tough hop for the first baseman, no question about it. Not a whole lot could be done by the first baseman on that one. So McGilvery reaches. And now Rittenberg, good hack, fouls it up and over the backstop behind home plate. Rittenberg grounded out to second in his only plate appearance back in the first. Oh, oh, oh. 
So two runs in here for Halifax in the top of the fourth inning as they inch a little bit closer to Dartmouth. 11-2 now, Dartmouth leading here, top four. Brown has scored, Truen has scored. McGilvery on first, Jordan Rittenberg, the batter. And off and running is McGilvery, and he heads into second base with a stolen base. So Halifax being nice and aggressive here on the base pass, trying to manufacture some runs. That ball hits sharply. Nice scoop by the shortstop and the throw across the diamond to get the runner at first. The runner does advance to third base, but a dandy glove there out at short by Noah McIntosh. A couple of bounces before it got to him, and it short hopped him, but he snagged it like a matador saying, Ole! Grabs that ball, fires it across the diamond. And Rittenberg retired, but Rittenberg, I guess it kind of acts as a sacrifice hit as it does advance the runner McGilvery to third. So one on, two out. And the batter is the cleanup man for the Halifax Mets, Dylan Bonadio. And he hits that ball sharply right into the glove of the diving shortstop. So all kinds of action out there at short for Noah McIntosh. And he gets five stars for his defensive effort in that top of the fourth inning. A couple of runs across for Halifax after three and a half. It's the Dartmouth Arrows, 11, Halifax Mets, 2. You're listening to the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Baseball Championships presented by the Saltwire Network. Back in just a moment. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. Get it in the Telegram and online at saltwire.com. Welcome back to Truro. Getting set here for Dartmouth to bat in their half of the fourth inning, which will be the bottom half of the fourth. It'll be the top of the order for the arrows coming up. Jay Sevens, Keegan LeBlanc, and Noah McIntosh. And should any of those batters reach... The cleanup hitter, Jackson George, would bat fourth in this inning. Chan Wu Ro, still on the rubber for the Halifax Mets. Trying to get a look at his pitch count, up to 49. So still well within the 85 pitch limit. Again, at this level, baseball Nova Scotia, as do most minor baseball associations, do put pitch counts in place to protect the arms of these young baseball players. And it is something, especially in a tournament like this, that the organizers and the coaching staffs have to track really closely to make sure that they don't go over that 85 total pitch limit over the two- or three-day event. So here we go. Bottom four, top of the order, due up for the Dartmouth Arrows in this game that Dartmouth leads 11-2. One of these teams will be crowned the 13U AAA Provincial Champions for Nova Scotia before this afternoon is out. And Jay Sevens leading it off here. This is his third plate appearance as they bat in the bottom of the fourth. Evans grounded out. 
to the picture in the first and tripled and scored a run in the second. Chan Wu Ro comes set, fires. That is high for a ball. Jay Sevens batting from the left side. So righty on lefty matchup here to start off this bottom of the fourth for the Dartmouth Arrows. That pitch low in the dirt for a ball. So the last inning was the first time through three that Halifax was able to shut out the Dartmouth Arrows on the scoreboard, and they would dearly love to put another zero on the board here and continue to try and chip away at that lead. And I don't think anybody on Dartmouth agreed with the call strike on that pitch, but that's all right. Batter digs back in, Jay Sevens. Rowe loses him as Jay Sevens draws the walk and will go down to first base. So the leadoff man aboard for the Dartmouth Arrows here to start the bottom of the fourth inning. So out to the mound goes the Halifax coaching staff. Chan Wu's Chan Hu Rowe's day is done on the mound. So we'll step aside while Halifax brings in a new pitcher. You're listening to the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Baseball Championship game, proudly presented by the Saltwire Network. We'll be back in a moment. Journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like The Guardian, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com. Back with you in beautiful, picturesque Truro, Nova Scotia. We are at Stanfield's Ball Field. It's the Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Championship. And you may have just heard it. For Dartmouth, number 56, Kigan LeBlanc. So Kingston State's now into pitch. For the Halifax Mets, their third pitcher of the afternoon. Nadeau started, Rowe in relief, and now States. And just like that, Jay Sevens off and running, heads down to second base. So Kingston States, now the right-hander on the mound for the Halifax Mets. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. Keegan LeBlanc is the batter. There's the pitch to LeBlanc, takes outside for a ball. LeBlanc singled and scored a run in the first, reached on an error and scored in the second. So he's one for one with a couple of runs scored. LeBlanc is second in this Dartmouth batting order. And he bats here in the bottom of the fourth with a runner on second and nobody out. States with the pitch, that's high for a ball. Again, the goal here for the Halifax Mets. 
put another zero up on the scoreboard for the Dartmouth and to continue to try and chisel away at that lead. Right now it's 11-2 for Dartmouth in the bottom of the fourth inning of this provincial championship game. That pitch, low, scooped out of the dirt by the catcher, Creelman. And it's been a busy day back there for the catcher, Peyton Creelman. He's done a really nice job defensively. He's had to scoop a bunch of balls out of the dirt. He's had to chase a few balls back to the cage. It's been an active afternoon for the backstop for the Halifax Mets, and that's ball four. So back-to-back -back walks to start this bottom of the fourth inning for the Halifax Mets. And Keegan LeBlanc now on first base after the base on balls. Heading for Dartmouth, number 67, Noah McIntosh. Noah McIntosh, the number three hitter in this Dartmouth order, comes to bat now. Stepping in is Noah McIntosh. He'll face the third pitcher for Halifax, Kingston States, and takes a big cut at that first pitch and sends it foul to the left. Been a good afternoon so far for Noah McIntosh. He doubled and scored in the first, single and scored in the second, so he's two for two with a couple of runs scored. And as he digs into the batter's box from the right side here in his third at bat of the afternoon, He's got runners on first and second. Nobody out for Dartmouth. States, the right-hander, checks the runners. Off-speed pitch lifted into shallow left field. Going to be a tough play, and it's a good one. As ranging over was the shortstop, Rittenberg. He had to come a long way, went in behind the third baseman, just onto the outfield grass and makes a tough play, and a good play, and an important doubt right here in the bottom of the fourth. Jackson George. So McIntosh is retired on that nice play by the shortstop Rittenberg. And here comes the pitch from States. Runners take off. And Creelman, not sure what to do, and probably wisely holds on to that ball. And I'd like to apologize to all the listeners on behalf of the music operator for putting Baby Shark as an earworm. Now in your ear, you'll be humming that the rest of the day. I'm already humming it. Now I've got to concentrate on play-by-play. -play. Cleanup hitter in this order for the Dartmouth Arrows is Jackson George. George singled and scored in the first, walked and was left stranded in the second. And he hits that ball sharply up the middle as it gets by everybody like putting thread through the eye of a needle that hit, and it allows a couple to come in. So again, just a perfectly placed ball off the bat of Jackson George, right up the middle, past the picture, in between the third, excuse me, second and short, into the shallow outfield, and it allows Jace Evans and Keegan LeBlanc both to come around to score. So a single, and George reaches second on the fielder's choice. And both LeBlanc and Evans come in to score, and that kind of takes back the two runs, if you will, that Halifax scored in their last inning. So the lead back up to 11, 13 to 2. Dartmouth leading here, bottom four. So Jackson George now out at second base. Luke O'Connell is the batter. He struck out looking and struck out swinging. So two Ks in two appearances for the right-handed batter from the Dartmouth Arrows. 
Takes a good hard swing at that one, gobbled up by the second baseman. Easy toss over and squeezing the mitt is Tyler Daniels at first. And O'Connell is retired for the third consecutive time, this time on the ground out to second. Now batting number 17, Connor O'Connell. So that's two away now for Dartmouth as Luke's brother Connor comes to bat. Connor doubled and scored in the first, struck out looking in the second. Connor O'Connell bats here in the bottom of the fourth inning with one on and two away. Down at third base is Jackson George. The new pitcher came on this inning for the Halifax Mets is Kingston States. Third pitcher of the day for Halifax. Comes set, and there's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Took a little something off that one, did States. Fooled the batter O'Connell, and Luke swings past it for a strike. Want to say hello to you wherever you're tuned in listening to this broadcast presented by the Saltwire Network today. We're really pleased to be able to bring you this broadcast and hope you're enjoying it wherever you are. I would encourage you, if you are someone who is uh, a Twitter user, as am I, it's my favorite social media, as that pitch comes in for a ball, my Twitter handle is Scott, S-C-O-T-T underscore, F like Frank, F like Frank, M like Mary, so Scott underscore F-F-M. I would love it if you tag me in a tweet. Let me know where you're listening from today. That'd be great. Bottom of the fourth inning, couple of runs in here for the Dartmouth Arrows in this 13U AAA championship game. States with the pitch. Right down the middle, taken for a strike. O'Connell didn't move the bat on that one. Takes a long walk out of the batter's box. Has a little chat with the third base coach. And now digs back in, gets ready to set here. Two balls, two strikes to count. And States, left glove on the left knee, comes set to the chest. States with the pitch. Swing and a miss. Good pitch there. Good sequence of pitches by the reliever, Kingston States. He gets O'Connor O'Connell swinging. And the side is retired, but not before Dartmouth puts two more on the board. After four complete, Dartmouth leading Halifax 13-2 in this 13U AAA championship game. We'll be back to Truro in just a couple of minutes. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands like the Chronicle Herald, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast Home for News, saltwire.com. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast Home for News, saltwire.com. The music continues to play. The fans continue to have a great time. And the Dartmouth Arrows continue to lead this 13U AAA championship game. 13-2 is your score. In that last inning for Dartmouth, they scored two runs on one hit. No Halifax errors, and there was one Dartmouth runner left on base. So four innings in the books of this seven-inning championship game. 
and it's been a dandy one for Dartmouth to this point. And as much as it's easy to talk about the offense of Dartmouth in this game, how can you overlook the pitching performance to this point by the starting pitcher and the man still on the mound for the Dartmouth Arrows, Keegan LeBlanc? He has been dealing, has only given up two runs through four innings. And just let me see if I can count up his strikeouts here. One, two, three, four, five. He struck out five through four. His pitch count is looking pretty good. I believe he's up to 56. So, again, still some pitches to go for the Dartmouth right-hander. As Halifax bats now in the top of the fifth inning, it'll be Clark Conrad, Kingston States, and Oliver Nadeau to bat here. And should either of those batters reach, Peyton Creelman will be due up fourth in this inning for the Halifax Mets. Work to do here for Halifax. Conrad Clark grounded out to second in his only plate appearance back in the second. And the left-handed batter takes a strike right there from Keegan LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Even when Halifax scored their runs in the last inning, has been calm, cool, and quite collected out there as he gathers up strikeout number six on the afternoon as Conrad, excuse me, Clark Conrad goes down swinging. Now batting number 38, Kingston States. So the next batter due up, right-hander Kingston States. He flew out to center field, his only plate appearance back in the second, so he's 0 for 1, batting for the second time here in this championship game. Keegan LeBlanc rears back and fires another strike. Don't have the stats on it, but I would love to know what Keegan LeBlanc's ball-to-strike ratio is, I would wager a guess that he has fired far more strikes than balls through four-plus innings for the Dartmouth Arrows. States now pitching for the Mets. Swings at a high pitch. So LeBlanc still has good control here. Two balls, two strikes to the batter states. Oliver Nadeau waiting on deck for Halifax. Swing and a miss. They'll throw down just to be sure. And the batter is indeed retired. So that's two strikeouts to start the inning for young Mr. LeBlanc. Number 20, Oliver Nadeau. And I should make a correction. That is now six total strikeouts for Keegan LeBlanc. So six strikeouts on the afternoon. That ball hit sharply, gobbled up there as a Hoover vacuum over at first base. And that is the ball game. The run differential ends it here in the top of the fifth inning. And your 13U AAA provincial champions of Nova Scotia are indeed the Dartmouth Arrows. Celebration ensues. A very sharply hit ball by Nadeau, but a great play at second base as the second baseman, Jace Evans, 
took that on the second hop, pivoted around, fired it over to first, and Emery Hickman squeezed it, and the celebration was on. Congratulations to both teams for getting to this championship final, but certainly, what an afternoon, what a day, what a game for the Dartmouth Arrows. They came out swinging. They put seven on the board in the first, four more in the second, and did not look back. Full marks to the Halifax Mets. They gave it their all. They never quit, but From just Halifax, too much today for Dartmouth. To acknowledge the work of number 19, Peyton Krillman. And I talked about him earlier. Great work behind the plate, and he is indeed the player of the game for the Halifax Mets. Their catcher, Peyton Creelman. Great job today behind the plate for number 19 in orange. And for Dartmouth, pitching a great game, a two-hitter, number 56, Keegan LeBlanc. Well, Keegan LeBlanc, he started it, he finished it, he went the distance, five full innings. He was well underneath the pitch total. He was just shy of 60 pitches. Gave up only two hits, two runs, struck out six, and was masterful on the mound for the Dartmouth Arrows. They say it all the time, good pitching beats good hitting. This Halifax Mets team can hit, but today, Keegan LeBlanc, he could pitch. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Paul Wharton, and on behalf of uh, my joint chair of the tournament, John Chapman, who's on the mound with the, the coaches, we want to thank you all for an amazing championship game. Ladies and gentlemen, our two teams, Halifax Mets and Dartmouth Arrows. Before we continue, we want to pass on thanks uh, first and foremost to the athletes and, and coaches for a spectacular event from all the teams and from our two competitors here in the championship game. We want to thank our announcers for the weekend, Danny Carter and Ken Lahead, living legends here in Truro. All weekend we've had food service provided from the Barnyard Grill and from Sophie's Barbecue. Thank you guys. Uh, most certainly we want to thank our officiating crew. Our umpires have been just spectacular this weekend. And gang, I need to point out a few corporate sponsors who have helped pull this off. Uh, first, uh, Change Up Support Services, Barry's Furniture, Harris's Home Hardware, and Sport Wheels uh, in Lower Sackville. Thank you to our corporate sponsors and friends. Now, I know these teams want to get onto the medals and onto the championship acknowledgements, but before we do, we do have some individual player awards from throughout the, uh, the tournament. Uh, first, we want to award our top pitcher of the tournament, uh, Halifax's own Peyton Creelman. So, Peyton Creelman, the catcher for the Halifax Mets, the tournament MVP. Top pitcher. Top pitcher, excuse me. And our top hitter for this tournament with four home runs, including a monster shot off the house, Emory Hickman. Well, big man, number 74 in blue for the Dartmouth Arrows. No surprise, he hit a moonshot. He is the top hitter for the tournament, Emory Hickman. All right. Without any further ado, we want to acknowledge... Oh, we've got some photographs going on here. So we want to acknowledge Lloyd and Acosta and her photographic abilities. Nice play, Emery. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 Most Valuable Player from Dartmouth, number 77, Luke O'Connell. And Luke O'Connell, number 77 in blue, 
for the Darmaderos is your tournament MVP. So the tournament MVP and top hitter both belonging to the Dartmouth Arrows. All right, now I want to invite Maddox uh, Murphy to go on up to the mound. He's got some hardware for our, our champions and our runners-up. Moving on now to the banner and medal presentations to help conclude the festivities here this afternoon after this championship game in Toronto, Nova Scotia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your 2021-13U AAA silver medalist, the Halifax Mets. Number three. Oh, we're going to invite the coaches to hand out the silver medals. Number three, Chan Wu Ro. And we'll stay on the air here for just a few minutes and let you listen to the players being announced and receiving their medals. Number seven, Logan Truitt. Right now, it's the Halifax Mets getting their well-earned silver medals. Number eight, Matthew Brown. Number 10, Jordan Rittenberg. Number 11, Clark Conrad. Number 15, Cohen Ladd. Number 17, Luke Lazzarato. Number 19, Peyton Creelman. Number 20, Oliver Nadeau. Number 21, Dylan Bonadio. Number 24, Owen McGilvery. And number 38, Kingston States. Assistant coach, Ryan Abraham. And co-head coaches, Jared Din and Ben Rittenberg. So congratulations to the Halifax Mets, their coaching staff, and their players, and of course, all of the parents, friends, and family. Silver medalists, the Halifax Mets. Silver medal may not feel as great today, but years from now, when they're old like me, they'll look back and fondly remember this championship and the accomplishment of a silver medal. And now the Dartmouth Arrows get ready to receive their much-deserved gold medals and the championship banner. We want to introduce you to our 2021 champion Dartmouth Arrows. Number 10, Jackson George. Number 17, Connor O'Connell. Number 24, Tyler Daniel. Number 28, Jack Leslie. Number 33, Eric McDonald. Number 52, Jack Butler. Number 56, Keegan LeBlanc. Number 59, Jace Evans. 
representative number 66, Charlie Benigno. Number 67, Noah McIntosh. Number 74, Emery Hickman. And number 77, Luke O'Connell. Assistant coaches, Dave LeBlanc and Paul Leslie. Head coach, Donnie McDonald. Guys, would you select a team captain or two to please go receive your banner? So the medals have been given out. Nice as the Darmadaros go down the line and shake hands with the Halifax Mets as well. Great representation out of the Halifax Regional Dartmouth, Municipality. You need to select a captain or two to go receive your banner. Just trying to get a couple of players from Dartmouth now to go forward and get their championship banner. <laughs> no one seems overly anxious to do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it this way. I want to introduce you to your 2021-13U AAA Baseball Nova Scotia Champions, the Dartmouth Narrows team. Go get your banner. Oh, there it is. A couple of players from Dartmouth do go out and indeed grab the banner. Heading out was Luke O'Connell and, and Jackson George. Ladies and gentlemen, have a safe drive home, and we'll see you next year. And there's a big celebration as Dartmouth now mob around and celebrate with their medals and the banner. And that will conclude our broadcast here. What a wonderful day it was, an excellent day for championship baseball. Congratulations to all of the teams who competed this weekend. Certainly congratulations to the Truro Bearcats for the fantastic showing they had and for hosting this wonderful event. want to say a big thank you to Paul Warden, John Chapman, and Darson Murphy, all from around the Truro area, for being so open and helpful with allowing me to come into the broadcast booth and bring this game to you live via the Saltwire Network today. I certainly appreciate their assistance. What a day, what a game, a fantastic turnout. The crowd was electric. The game was fantastic. And in the end, it is indeed the Dartmouth Arrows on the strength of a five-inning, two-hit performance from their pitcher, Keegan LeBlanc. They score 13 runs, get 10 hits, and they win the championship game 13-2 over Halifax. The Dartmouth Arrows are indeed your 2021 Baseball Nova Scotia 13U AAA Provincial Champions. On behalf of all the organizers here, and of course, myself, Scott Squires, thank you so much for tuning in. This broadcast of this championship game has been proudly presented by the Saltwire Network. Visit saltwire.com for fantastic written articles, videos, and podcasts. Again, saltwire.com, give them a visit. And we'll see you soon right here on the Saltwire Network. Scott Squires saying so long from beautiful Truro, Nova Scotia. Dartmouth Arrows, your champs. Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. At saltwire.com, you can read, listen, and watch trusted journalists provide the full story. We're powered by the East Coast's biggest and most trusted news brands, like the Cape Breton Post, with more than 100 journalists throughout Atlantic Canada. Go deeper than the headline. Get unlimited digital access for only $5 a month. Start your news journey today with the East Coast home for news. Saltwire.com.
Real journalism goes deeper than the headline. Perspective, context, and understanding requires the full story. Get it in the Chronicle Herald and online at saltwire.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 